Hello, my name is Akeem Brown, and this is Akeem's Dream Show. You may be wondering what the hell this podcast is about, I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, all I know is when I got a lot of ideas in my 20s, I wrote them down. And in every episode, I'm going to try to unpack one of these ideas and theories, as well as interview people I find really fascinating. Ideas about the end of sobriety, suborbital travel, NFTs, salt and pepper, and really anything else that I find that tickles my fancy. So strap in for a fun ride, and I hope you learn something new. Let's take it up a notch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Palette Pioneer. As we get older, our taste, it evolves. Imagine that. When I was a kid, I used to hate eating onions, and I still hate eating onions, but everything else has evolved. I would say broccoli, vegetables. My mom had to negotiate with me to eat my vegetables, and now I just clean it off the plate. But it's interesting how as we get older, our taste expand, our, ta- our sense of taste expands. Right? Coffee, vegetables, steak, whiskey. These are all things I never tried before. But we will never reach the end of the horizon when it comes to things we like. And I think this goes with everything in life. You know, the idea of evolving and uh, uh, going through life and evolving your tastes, that's a uniquely human experience and human, uh, uh, you know, human quality. And, you know, if you're a snake, you eat rats your whole life kind of thing. Do you, do you think that uh, taste is a choice? Uh, I think, no, like, no, like, I don't. Like because you, I think you, you like what you like because you want to like it. Uh, like if you think about like alcohol, alcohol, nobody likes the taste of alcohol when they first try it, but they like the experience. They want to enjoy it. So therefore they train their body, their mind and their taste, therefore their taste buds to start enjoying it. Because it's, it's funny, actually, this is a topic that I was literally just talking about with where, you know, they're like, I don't like, I don't like this or I don't like this. I was like, you know, the reason you don't like things is because you're telling yourself you don't like it. If uh, um, any, any taste, like your taste buds are, are indifferent. They are, um, obje- they're subjective to, you know, to you wanting to like it. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, there is something to say for our taste buds dictating what we like and what we don't like. Uh, if you don't tell a kid what to think and you put something in front of him, like, for example, you ever seen that video of uh, babies eating lemons? <laughs> nope. They, they, okay, so there's a very, it's a viral video. They give like 101-year-olds like a, a lemon wedge and then they all revolt it. They all kick it back. So that is like, that's not Natural. about, that's not a net, that's not like, oh, I uh, decide not to like it. It's like, no, our bio- biology, our s- sense of taste is dictating that response. Mm-hmm. It's like revulsion. So there's the, like, the acid, yeah, like the same thing as you're going to, you know, going to drink a quart of oil. You're not going to like, you're not going to, you know, enjoy it. But no, you're right. I mean, but there is science behind this. The science is, to science, all hail Fauci, is that uh, we have, uh, though we have, this is what the science says, though we may have not worshipped so fervently at the altar of sugar. So the, the thing is sugar is, sugar is unique to the human experience. Before we had, like there's a bunch of African tribes and South American tribes that are kind of don't have manufacturing or they don't have access to processed goods. They actually, they'll find sugar in nature, but it's like so sparse that it's, uh, the body responds to it very sharply. Whereas we are kind of, we have sugar peppered into all our products. Yeah. Essentially, you can't escape sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a documentary I saw where they wanted you to not eat sugar for 10 days. 
and uh, it's extremely hard because sugar is literally in everything. Mm -hmm. But these tribes, they haven't found sugar, and we've evolved to not need sugar in abundance. Sugar is like one of those commodities in, as part of the human diet that is mm -hmm. like extremely rare and extremely like uh, um, not an essential. It's a non-essential. It's a nice to have. Mm -hmm. But we graduate from that childhood love of um, that childhood love of sweets to a more complex flavors as we adult, right? And then we get them uh, a different palate when we get to seniorhood. So they actually studied the tongue of like a, a, like a group of people and they they, uh, they were able to detect they were able to see that when you're a kid, you're more prone to sweets um, as opposed to when you get into adulthood and then when you get into later life. Like I like to ask people all the time, especially if they're in their mid age, Hey, like, are you more sweet or salty? Especially on a first date with a chick, right? <laughs> and she'll say, uh, Oh, I'm more salty. And I'm like, Oh, that's why you like me. But you know, or they'll I'll say, Oh, <laughs> but any answer works. Cause if they say, Oh, I like more sweet. I'm like, well, I'm brown sugar. You know what I'm saying? Molasses, Akeem, the dream supreme. So, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things we got, but, uh, our taste of food changes as we get older. I mean, like I said, at the top of the show, my changes, came kind of in my mid-20s where I started to really eat love vegetables, black coffee, whiskey, mm -hmm. uh, and all those things. I can even remember the last, the first time I drank beer when I was 14. Yeah. I remember the very first time it touched my lips. It wasn't like uh, that guy from old school and he's like, oh, when it just touches your lips, Frank the Tank, when it touches your lips, you know, it's just amazing. The first time I ever tasted beer, it was so kind of, uh, it was so foreign. It tasted like, it tasted like grass or it tasted like fermented hops. Mm -hmm which is exactly what it is, but I didn't see the flavor profile. And I think that my tongue has become more nuanced. Like my, like, I think your tongue is like an extension of your brain. Like yeah. your brain is more ca capable of nuanced thought. Mm -hmm. And then as an extension, your tongue is more capable of nuanced thought as you get older. I'm not sure if I'll revert back to sugar. I know a lot of old people like to eat, uh, you know, cake and stuff and pie. Um, so at the, yeah. I was gonna say, is it interesting, uh, uh, you know, sugar, um, you know, sugar is, it's a sugar cane, which is like you said in, in Africa, um, where they don't have it that often. They're a lot more receptive to it. Yeah. Um, is it, you know, would it be very similar to cocaine, um, in the right. sense of its, its effect on you? Um, no, sorry. It's effect on you. It's, you know, if you, if you don't, if you've never done it, if you don't do it, I mean, whatever it is, is the, you know, when you, if you were to do it, would it be similar to sugar the first time? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, 100%. Whatever the first stimuli is, it's like the first mm -hmm. time someone gets high off a drug, they'll never reach that high again. Mm -hmm. It's called diminishing returns. So that diminishing returns factor is maybe less prevalent, uh, although it is there for, for any kind of food. Mm -hmm. Like the first time some, uh, some young man in the fucking in the woods or in the jungle tastes, tastes honey for the first time. Mm -hmm. That, 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 that triggers such a serotonin response in the brain that it's just like a so crazy, like, whoa, what is this? Mm -hmm. Probably a similar, uh, I, I've heard studies that sugar acts the same way as cocaine in the brain, like the, mm -hmm. the receptors it kind of uh, ticks off. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if that had a similar response. But yeah, coffee is one of those motherfuckers where it's, I mean, like coffee, yeah, coffee too. But sugar is <laughs> one of those things where, then that's why coffee is so addictive because yep. you add sugar to it. As some people do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's actually you, I think, who uh, got me to be more of a connoisseur in a lot of ways of uh, coffee without sugar. Um, you start enjoying the actual taste of coffee and not, uh, yeah, I guess not watering or sugaring it down, not adding something to it to actually enjoy what coffee actually tastes like. Exactly. It's like, you know, if you're a whiskey, um, if you enjoy your whiskey, having a whiskey and Coke is not the same. No. 
No, right. it's because you're watering it down with sugar. Sugar kind of is such an overpowering force mm -hmm. in a lot of foods that if you just introduce it arbitrarily to things, it's just going to water. It's just going to, you're, mm -hmm. you're not, you're not going to enjoy the taste. You're going to enjoy the effects. Like the effects is going to take over. Exactly. Yeah. You're drinking for utility instead of experience, I mm -hmm. think. So, mm -hmm. and you're eating for utility instead, instead of experience. If you're not allowing your palate to adjust. And that's why I like people who travel and they eat. They're like a lot of food tourists. Oh, you, people, you, know, you know, people who don't travel or eat. No, no, no. When they, <laughs> I like people who um, are into food tourism mm -hmm. because some people travel for the history. Some people travel for the party, but a lot of people travel just for the food and the culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge thing because if you can taste other cultures, taste other foods, uh, it will expand your palate horizon or yeah. it will make you a palate pioneer, which is the name of this episode. <laughs> there so, you go. Mic drop. Mic drop. And with that said, it tastes like teen spirit. And I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>